Welcome back to episode 160 of the Blockrunner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here are some of the topics we discuss today. First up, we take a look at misinformation online. Next, we compare a zombie apocalypse to COVID. Then, Gary Gensler from the SEC is attacking crypto. And finally, we discover a new standard for the metaverse on Bitcoin called Bitmap. All right, let's listen in. Welcome back to episode 160 of the Blockrunner podcast. I'm your host, William, always here with your co-host, Diamond. Yo, yo, yo. And on the sticks, we got TJ. Hello. All right. So we got a lot of stuff that we talked about this week. We're yeah. going to be talking a little bit more in depth about it in this podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, But first, we wanted to start with the macro <coughs> regulatory environment crackdown on crypto. Yeah, just because we spent a lot of time on this channel focusing on stuff like this. During like previous, I guess, uh, eras of this bear cycle. Well, like, not only that, we spent like six months in the well, bear phase, in like just like a depressive. I that's what discussion. I mean. That's what I mean. Like it was basically nothing but doom and gloom on this channel, and, it's, <laughs> and it wasn't our fault. Yeah, and it it's, somehow it still persists. Yeah, but there's like way more positivity, things to like you know d- distract from what's going. On. I mean, but this is not like to to diminish the actual. I don't yeah, know, like how, impor- how important this is, right? Even though yeah. we're not paying attention to it like we used to. Yeah. Because we're actually really trying to focus on something like the fundamentals of what's happening, you know, with ordinals, AI, yeah. uh, L2 expansion, LSD finance, all this new stuff that's accruing in yeah. real time. It's very interesting stuff. Yeah. You know, this is what you want to be spending your bear market times doing, right? Observing, understanding all the new innovations. And if you have the capabilities contributing to all these things building something mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. but nonetheless there's some serious attacking happening yeah <laughs> so we got to figure out like what well, what is the best course of action if there even is one dude do we just sit here and passively like get anal get, get railed get analed <laughs> on a date i mean really that's our only choice but not really it seems like the zeitgeist of web3 is I don't know, like they want to do something more collectively, at least according to crypto Twitter, there's definitely like a banding together yeah. moment happening. Yeah, this is the Independence Day. That's yeah, where everybody feels gets, like that. But, yeah. but, but, but what are the actual actions that this community can put forward, right? It's it's not like Independence Day in like the actual. Well, no, no, there's stuff you could do. You can contact your congressman and <laughs> all right and uh, write to them and tell them it's like you need to support crypto a very sternly worded yeah, letter that's okay a, that's as much as you could do that's my point are you sure though there's nothing else we could do what about with all the ai stuff we got oh we could come up with like fake narratives with ai i feel like we've been seeing like an, an yeah. influx of that lately yeah just fake news propagating and it feels like on purpose. Of course. Because I, I feel like it's a new strategy humanity is like yeah. figuring out. Yeah, they're doing it to Trump. Every, in every, 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 yeah, everywhere. I think if we uh, flood the market of like. Um, just confusion, just like mass confusion. But, but why? What is the strategy behind that? Like, uh, it, I, I think it distorts the impact of like the attack. Mm. And. I don't know. I, I don't know what like the collective force is behind all this. Like, <clears throat> well, it's like little fucking pings, you know, like even if it's fake news for like a small second in time, 
everybody there's like a small consensus around this like little tidbit of information and everybody kind of like innate it, intuitively like reads the headline yeah and it's already like been implemented into our you know our storage yeah of our brains for like even if it's a small amount of time and like everybody figures out like yeah. a few minutes later oh that was fake yeah doesn't matter then you could try and like take it out but still now that you have like a lingering like yeah. residual yeah truth sentiment yeah about something that was fake yeah right yeah. and you keep bring you keep bombarding the mind with stuff like this you could shape people's opinion just off of fake news it happens yeah. all the time yeah it's like uh when that picture of the pope with the white jacket came, <laughs> yeah. it was like that dude swags it's like cool that's right and then once we found out it was fake oh i guess he's lame again yeah yeah <laughs> but still like residually like you know what maybe he could be cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> he just needs to up his, you know, his style a bit. And yeah. all of a sudden, man, that guy's, you know, yeah. top G, I guess. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. But it's it's like that. It's like a whole new thing. And this is only going to get worse with AI. This could be, like you're saying, a strategy that their people are leveraging. And, uh, and they're leveraging to an extent where it's, like, believable with AI. Oh, it's believable, and like also like we're getting like so. At and least me personally, I'm getting so like desensitized. I'm just losing like I don't believe anything anymore. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, at all. I just I can't trust any source. I don't know what's gonna happen in the future. Some people are predicting that like some committee of some kind is going to have to emerge, where we have to like honor this committee's like um duty to like cipher through mm -hmm. all this different like you know channels of information to basically dictate like this is what's true and what's not true yeah because otherwise we're left to ourselves and, we, and people usually typically individually we don't have the time or the bandwidth to kind of like figure that out for ourselves yeah there was this yeah. youtuber i was watching she focuses on marketing and she was saying that the collective ideology of like the of people on social media they're starting to get desensitized by like this fake news stuff and they automatically assume that, that, fake. That, that it's fake yeah yeah that's bad that's that's bad for I think our culture. It is. It yeah. is. Especially when like the scientific community says, "Hey, we should be doing this or we can't yeah. be doing that." It's like oh, yeah, that too. Like now the whole COVID thing. Now I don't, I don't even every day I'm seeing more and more like Yeah, same. things coming out about the vaccines like it yeah. for sure was like a a hoax. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I was listening to the All In podcast and they were they had a consensus that it was a hoax. Like it was all like uh, yeah. not useful. Not only that, but like now everybody has like thirteen thousand percent like higher likelihood of heart disease because yeah, of it. Something like that. Yeah. Like that is an outrageous claim, and it we're is. all just kind of like going by like life, and it's like okay, I guess fuck it, I guess that happened. Yeah. You know, I feel like that should be something an uprise is worthy of. Dude, we everybody literally got poisoned by our own government. Yeah, I, but you can't assume that. That's but true. I don't know if it's that's, that's my you, point. You can't assume that it's true. I don't know if this is another one of those forces that like leverages fake news to kind of like change the minds of the populace. Yeah, Even sure. all That's, in podcast guys could all be getting duped right now. They could be, yeah. uh, but it made me rethink my own position on like the vaccines. Like maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. And so now I, I, I have to like spend my time researching. Exactly. But you can't do that. And, and I don't <laughs> want to do that. It's not. No, you literally can't do that. I mean, yeah. you can, but like, dude, I mean, I do a ton of research, but yeah, I don't want to spend that research on like vaccine, like hoax and conspiracy yeah. theory stuff. Like I just don't want to spend time on that. Well, that's why people who are trying to push this narrative, like they do all that or they mark, they package all of this information for you. It's like, we've done the research. Like here it is. Yeah. 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 
here's all the lab results. And it's like, oh, I guess it came from like some research institution. Yeah. So I guess it's credible, right? Right. That's right. what we were taught in schools. If there's like a .org. Yeah. Some sort of like I publication. Mean, even, even then you can't trust that completely. Uh, uh, understood. Right? You need, you need, <laughs> you, we need some sort of technical scientific consensus. Like we've talked about in the past. Like we need some sort of AI fed data from the scientific community where you could just query the AI as like, you know, is this true? I don't know, dude. This is becoming to me more and more like a. It's exhausting. And yeah, it's becoming more of an obvious issue. And I think obviously this is why Elon Musk bought Twitter in the first place. He yeah. sacrificed his whole like half of his personal net worth to acquire that platform because I think he understands the value of it. Like, yeah, and I think the community notes thing is probably the 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 spearhead that's needed here because every time you do like a fake fake news tweet. Mm-hmm. Like with AI should just like swoop in there and be like, yeah, this is fake news essentially. And here's why. Well, then we'd have to trust that like entirely. Like yeah, th- th- that's, that, that's another barrier. Who, who knows how many years it's going to take for that, like a uh, consensus around some yeah. AI models. Like, yeah. yeah, this is a hundred percent unbiased. But eventually I think we can get there because I mean, right. dude, math is math. Science is science. And yeah. yeah, science isn't right all the time, but it's a whole existence is to get it right. Eventually. Yeah. Right. But those are things that are like um, actually uh, more towards the line of like objective uh, f- like discoveries. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those fields. We're talking more like human. human well, fuel. we're talking about Trump and Biden and Just like anything that's going on in like society, civilization. Like, yeah, but there's still truth and there's. Of course. Yeah. Right. So. It can it can be discovered. I don't know. We might not ever get back to that stage of Probably of not. like existence where there there is truth or trust amongst each other. That something like that. Yeah, we're not trying to dupe, you know, everybody. Even though there's incentives to dupe everybody, right? Everybody's trying to sell something, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're piling on to the dystopia of <laughs> the potential of the future where we're heading. But yeah. I think there are ways to contribute towards this. This is a big problem. This is a huge problem. We definitely need to, I guess, strip away as much like vectors of influence on this like thing we call like the highway of information, like the internet, the the, the things that feed us, like yeah, what is truth and what isn't. So I think things like decentralized internet or decentralized social media, whatever, like like Noster, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, the yeah. thing that Jack Dorsey is in uh, endorsing and whatnot, using yeah, funded to some extent. I think that's going to become much more like. Yeah, but that of a powerful narrative soon. I I don't know if that comes with like truth embedded into it, right? It still has the same problems. <laughs> no, but I think yeah, I mean, but at least we could strip away like <clears throat> all the entities that I have like such a strong gripping on this stuff, right? Yeah. Like, you know, basically political influencers, political yeah. parties, I don't know, like uh legacy media organizations, companies like that, mm-hmm. and anybody who's affiliated with that. But then you start to think, okay, now you you strip all that away. Now it's we're left with people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now we need some sort of like a governance mechanism for people to you know yeah. come to consensus, you know, on information. Your one one of your favorite like aspects of crypto is like DAO stuff. It is. It's the most interesting because it has a ton of implications. So I understand why it's interesting, but yeah. I I feel like I'm the most bearish. Yeah. About all of, uh, if anything in crypto, DAO is like the most bearish in my opinion. Just I know. because it's so difficult. Right. And, and we know we can lean into this and we're about to discuss something 
something new to us, which is like there's a new standard emerging on Bitcoin. Yeah. Uh, called Bitmap, and I guess we have like we align with this team that's trying to usher in this new standard. But we, I think you definitely differ as far as like the approach. Yeah. Exactly what you're talking about. Well, Did, but, some people prioritize this idea, this this ideology of Taoism and decentralization as, sure. as if it's a starting point. Sure, sure, sure. Right. Which I so I I don't know if I, we could talk about it next. No, later, later. Yeah, later. yeah. We could talk about but, it next. But, but you're, yeah, there's. But here's the thing with the standard is that anybody can approach and use the standard and approach that industry in their own angle. And mm-hmm. someone else can leverage that same standard and approach it at a different angle. You know, one angle could be this is highly more centralized, but a better experience, right? Mm-hmm. Generate, you know, sustainable experiences because, you know, it's centralized. Yeah. Over here is more decentralized. And then the burden of contribution is on the community. Mm-hmm. So slower, but it's decentralized. So it's like, but they're all using the same standard. That's why I like that standard. But, but anyway, uh, I wanted to talk about something that I thought was extremely dangerous as far as the vaccine goes, because if, um, if we go back to, you know, an extreme example, an extreme hypothetical, a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. If it actually happens and let's assume that it happened right. And during this vac- this, um, COVID event. Yeah. Right. Everyone that got sick turned into a zombie. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much everybody. Right. Yeah, I think so. I think everybody I know got COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So, in that scenario. But also, we, we all, like, kind of laxed at some point. Like, once we realized COVID wasn't really all that bad, and then they started opening everything up again. Yeah. I but, think, yeah. But the point is, is that everybody got, you know, turned into a zombie. Okay. Right? <laughs> all right. So, we need some sort of mechanism to prevent that from happening. Well, okay. Um, and, and, and it's not like, uh, you know... Like a vaccine. A vaccine would be a good way to prevent that from happening. Say, hey, we got a zombie outbreak happening in China, right? People are just eating each other. Mm -hmm. It's like we need to develop a vaccine quickly. Okay. And, yeah, it's not going to be perfect. And, yeah, maybe vaccines end up killing some people. But we have to have some sort of mechanism to actually deploy this in a way where we prevent the spread of zombies, Mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I don't think we took it seriously when COVID was happening, because even though COVID ended up being not as deadly as it was, even though it killed millions of people still, like we still need to trust somebody to do this. Well, how, what do you, how could we have taken it more seriously? Like we shut down literally like the whole yeah, we did. economy for almost an entire year. Yeah, you know? I guess that was pretty fucking serious, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, we rushed a, uh, a we did everything you basically you, you're advocating for, right? Like, uh, the whole world's global globalist organization actually responded the way you would expect them to, right? It, yeah. In the event, because in the beginning stages, I guess everybody assumed. Yeah, but that's this what was everybody's basically as bad as a zombie apocalypse. Right, right, right. But that's what everybody's complaining about that we didn't need to do that. Well, and people are well, people are saying now is like, you know, these these globalist organizations knew this wasn't as bad as something like even close to a zombie apocalypse. Not even as bad as like a flu, and they yeah. still they still portrayed that narrative to us on a daily day basis As to convince if it was us a zombie apocalypse yeah to, to enforce us to kind of like fall in line with this entire like pivot to our civilization where yeah they could shut off the whole economy they could force us to be injected with this experimental thing yeah and we all just lined up for it and we literally turned against people who did not fall in line yeah, like yeah that's that's the real like what the fuck we we've given these organizations that much control and authority over our lives. Yeah, but wouldn't it make sense in an actual zombie apocalypse to do that? 
uh, I, I don't know. Maybe, well, that's maybe, the thing. maybe that's... in some cases it's better to, dude, if nature finds a way to extinct us, maybe that's the way it should be. Maybe. We, no, no, maybe... I, I totally disagree. I totally disagree. Nature doesn't allow us to go to the, to the moon or Mars, yeah. but we're still going. Right. Right. And so but that's it, not for the endeavors of like the government. We're doing a better job as like private institutions doing that. Look at SpaceX compared well, to NASA. Who else besides the government is going to manufacture vaccines or contribute to va manufacturing vaccines and coordinate well, something I, like that? I, 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 Pharmacy? I like, I don't, free markets, I guess. I don't know. We have to figure out like a better system as opposed I, to just relying on. I don't know if free markets would be like the most efficient way. I think it's like a government responsibility to do that. I don't know. I mean, that's how we interpret it as such, of course. But but by giving the government that much authority, then you're you're giving you're opening, you're broadening the scope of how they can leverage that power. I agree with that. Outside of just sure, this sure. one scenario, right? And that's that's exactly what they're trying to do. Sure, sure. They're trying to leverage these yeah. types of events. Like now we have the authority to do any any news scares. Like, dude, we got this. We're in complete control. We could shut down everything. We could force you to bunker in. We're going to lock you in. If you get out, you're imprisoned, all this shit. Like that's, yeah, that's not freedom. You know, that's, yeah, well, that's, that's not good. But what if in the case where you kind of do need to do that to survive? Well, again, well, again, you, uh, let the people who don't so think it's real, let them turn into risk. zombies sure. and like infect others in the neighborhood, basically. Well, if you, if you, if you know, if you don't want to be a zombie, take, go ahead. There's going to be institutions, pharmaceutical companies out there marketing their vaccine. Go get one. And yeah. then bunker down because you know some people aren't <laughs> going to fucking, they're not going to want to do that just like they didn't this time around, right? Yeah, yeah. And if they turn into zombies, dude, you better rally with your neighbors to kill them all or yeah. something, you know, <laughs> then we'll move on. Something like that. Right, but there still needs and to be. we still maintain our freedoms as people in that scenario. But you still need the vaccine, right? What if the vaccine is the only way where... Um, well, I'm just saying to prevent the spread of it. Yeah, I mean, okay, in this scenario, the government aided significantly, right? Because they were able, I guess, to get the world to co collaborate on like a massive yeah. scale. Yeah, I guess really, it's probably like a handful of companies. Sure, but we need. Well, they're to, like, the only the ones capable of doing yeah. something like that. Well, exactly, and you don't think they would do that, like you know, self motivated, even though, like not government mandated. You don't think like, oh shit. Yeah. We have the tools, the equipment, the 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 scientists, the engineers to respond and we're going to do this. Yeah, I just yeah, but that's you're you're assuming or you're implying that these companies, these pharmacies, these five pharmacies okay, yeah. are going to collaborate to create a, yeah. a virus like they'll be and deploy it so that they can make billions or trillions do it, of dollars. Do it in an ethical way, right? Where they don't like discriminate or Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Like they they in, in, just, in any scenario, there's going to be some entity, some organization with full authority and control. Yeah. And like us plebeians have no choice but to like, you know, fall in line with whatever the rules, rubrics, parameters are to like, you know, yeah. be participants in the response. Right. We're yeah. Just, it would. So just to give you an analogy of what we're talking about, it would be like a, a virus prevention company, McAfee. Right. Remember that company? Yeah, I sure do. Yeah. Do. What if what if you invented a, a virus protection software that you run on your computer mm -hmm. and part of your business is to develop viruses? Yeah. So that it incentivizes people to go and download your software and pay the thirty dollars a month or whatever it costs. Yeah. Like I can see that because in in a way it's a little bit more efficient. It's just software. You get developers to 
make you know virus prevention software and then you make viruses and then now you got a business yeah right but i can't see that happening at the global scale where you're developing this like super advanced virus that is like extremely like spreadable mm -hmm. and like built on purpose to like generate billions if not trillions of dollars well that seems to be the narrative right like some far but it, it's such a juicy conspiracy theory i think that's why it has legs yeah, and then I said once I heard this start to come out, I was like, I looked at the market market cap of these like pharmaceutical companies. I mean, they're big, but they're not like big, big. big? They're not like tech company big. They're like you know four, five, six hundred billion dollar market. Okay. I mean, those are big companies. That's, that's pretty right? big, yeah. But uh, I guess a company of that scale is somehow if there's some sort of everybody has some suspicion that there's some sort of a collusion going on. I, there's a chance that this conspiracy theory got so widely accepted and it's just like fake news. Oh yeah, of course. And like, of that's, course there's a chance that that's probably more likely, you know, dude, that's, but that's extremely the dangerous. Time, I don't know either. Maybe. And, and, and they could be right. right. We, we've had conspiracy theories turned out to be right. That's the yeah. real issue. Yeah. But trying to figure out like who's at fault, who's actually controlling this, yeah. like who pushed yeah. this idea. Yeah. Who pushed the button to let's, let's release it. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. Was it, was it China? Was it the United States? Are they working together? Is there something above these are the aliens really out there? Like yeah, yeah, controlling yeah. everything? I don't know, dude. Yeah. yeah this that's is a problem. problem. This is a problem. That's, but you can't, man, you can't like doom scroll on Twitter and like look at all these ideas. No. Because that's going to, I feel like this Dude, This is the shit you know that what? contributes to, like, the, the mental angst. Dude, on people. Twitter, I'm starting to get random, like, violence. Like, just random, like, people shooting at each other or whatever. Oh, I get that and, all like, day. It's, it's really affecting my mind, dude. <laughs> I actually watched the hell out of that stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know well, why, dude. You're probably watching it on, like, one of our company accounts. because Negatory, it's just, like... <laughs> dude. I wouldn't do that. Come on. I have my own personal account. What do you mean? Well, all of a sudden, well, I guess it's my own personal account, but I'm starting to see it. Well, it's what the people like, you know, and I guess like the algorithms like, well, maybe he'll like it too. Well, sure, sure, yeah. sure. But but what I'm saying is it's not the violence that so much I have a problem with, but I'm noticing that it's affecting me. In what way? Like, um, I don't know. Uh, anytime I go to like Walmart or something, I'm like oh, okay. extra sharp paying attention to what the <laughs> hell's around me. Yeah, because now you're you're aware of like dude, we, the possibilities. You're aware of the jungle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, we're living in the modern concrete jungle, dude. It's madness out there. Yeah, but yeah, it's just um, yeah, but yeah. the the violence that happens, like violence has been declining for the most part over the last century. Sure. Yeah, and so it happens a lot less often. Mm -hmm. But social media makes it seem like it's like constantly happening. Yeah, I, and, like I, that's I, a problem. Well, I agree. I think everybody's becoming aware. Of social media is man. I, it's it's it has such good uses especially like with what we do yeah yeah everything we do on this channel is like basically like the inception of like our awareness to like something some new development or innovation yeah. in web3 it's coming from twitter yeah because you you find these things by listening in on the conversations of what's happening on twitter crypto twitter yeah and then you you do independent due diligence and you start to see if there's any legs behind these ideas and then you find out it's like oh we got Got content, dude. This yeah. is it. This is what we're gonna fucking talk about this day. Yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, we got this other side because your eyes are still fixated on that same platform. And like in between these like super useful, you know, tweet conversations yeah, yeah. are like dudes getting stabbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Did you know that we're more than just a YouTube channel? We also built MetaZone, the first app store for the metaverse. Buy, sell, and explore a new class of digital assets like our flagship game Rovi.ai. Support us by collecting your digital assets through MetaZone at MetaZone.io. Like, comment, and subscribe to stay updated. Back to the video. And yeah, you're right. It's exhausting. And look, we just spent the last probably 30 minutes talking about it instead of something important like Web3, crypto, something. It was, it was quite the rant. Yeah. I guess it was built up. Yeah. <laughs> we needed to release that one, dude. Yeah. Fuck. I, dude, it's a, it's a real problem, man. Well, yeah, like, because like I said, Twitter is one of our main tools, and we've we've talked about this with our with you guys who want to know more about how to be better, you know, better participants in this Web three ecosystem, how to identify trends and opportunities. Yeah, and one of the main critical tools is Twitter. Yeah, for no sure. lie. Yeah, we've built like a whole fucking system around it, mm -hmm. you know. So if you can, if you could. But then that comes with the pitfalls of now you have to expose yourself to this shit. Like without, yeah. you don't even want to, but it just enters your awareness. Dude, and here's the challenge is like, uh, you know, I talk about the violent stuff and it's like random acts of violence, like people getting run over or whatever. Yeah. But, um, but I, I, I could easily just like, you know, click on the button, the little dots and like ignore tweets from like this account. But then mm -hmm. if I do that, I'm not, I'm, I'm creating a bubble and I don't want to do that. Okay. Right. I, I want to know about my jungle. Right. Oh, dude. Right. Okay. But I also don't want to see like violence, like randomly yeah. either. So then what's the, what's the medium then that you're, you're, I, I don't you're seeking? Know. Shit. I, I don't know. Basically like, 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 when like the morning news It's like, instead it's like some, some anchor told you that like, yeah, like 20 people got killed in your neighborhood today without actually showing you any of the gory details. No, no, no. It's not about that. It's not about the gore or anything like that. Like that doesn't bother me. It's the. It's the inability to determine that when there's a violent event, like that's like an outlier, like an extreme outlier mm -hmm. versus like, you know, there's a whole other host of news that has nothing to do with violence that is happening. And like, you know, this dude just got run over violently. Yeah. Right. It's just the inability for our brains to determine it's like, yeah, this thing happened. It's pretty ugly. Mm -hmm. Like this, this other, this one video I saw this lady, this dude was, was recording, um, a bus just stopped, mm -hmm. ran over a woman completely, dragged her for like, oh, I don't God. know, 30 feet. Yeah. Her entrails. Oh, shit. Were all across the street. Really? Yeah. Okay. And and this dude was just like filming it like. Yeah. He's like, dude, this is, I can't wait to upload this basically. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's, that's what it seems of. like. He, he was just more shocked that like this was right in front of him. Yeah. And uh, I was like, it, it's like, well. What's the use of this video, like on social media? I don't, I don't get it. And, but then it, it's a random. This is part of the jungle. You yeah. can get run over by a bus, yeah. so you gotta watch out, right? Look exactly. both ways. You're finding positive spins, like for sure. Now it's like it's important to like look both ways, right? Contextualize like your your reality, because you know in a lot of cases, some people are overly sheltered or I don't know naive, I guess. So. Yeah. And it's I've always felt that way. It's it's good to expose yourself to some of these like very shocking realities of like yeah what that's can what I'm saying cannot happen. That's to what you. I'm saying. Yeah. Like that bus, even though it's like very disgusting to see. Yeah. But it reminds you to say, hey, you know, you, when you cross a street, you better look both ways. Don't assume anything. I agree. Yeah, that's a positive like. Uh, yeah, outcome of something like that. Yeah, dude. There you go. <laughs> so this stuff ain't that bad after all, dude. And you know? that's that's my point. It's yeah. like even though it's bad and like it does affect minds, it's actually could be useful. Yeah, but still, like you know, not everyone's mind is 
properly maybe like biologically equipped to like deal with all this like uh angst and existentialism yeah. is like dude yeah, this is, in a lot of cases it's too much to like consider yeah the whole like, gen z like that's why everybody's overloaded with anxiety and stuff yeah, like yeah, you know, exactly. issues like that because like now that's on everyone's mind all the time it's like dude i live in a fucking hellhole essentially yeah. where like everything's trying to kill you yeah. potentially right it's like man that that detracts from like a lot of like the, the you know the beauty and the 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 stuff that we we could be focused on like mentally yeah. that you know enhances our reality right but yeah we're just overly bombarded with too much like i guess real shit <laughs> you know yeah usually like real shit like happens in like at least like pre-internet like real life shit like happens very rarely throughout your life huh. most of the times we're just like in autopilot mode you know, in, engaging, interacting with mostly like positive forces in the universe, you know, friends, family stuff. Sure. And then I don't know, maybe like one of your friends gets, you know, hit by a bus, like you're saying. Yeah. It's like, oh no, some real shit just happened in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to deal with that for a few weeks, months, whatever. And then I'm back to basically homeostasis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like in this constant bombardment feed of like just real shit happening all the time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you don't have ever have a chance to just like rebalance your fucking that's a good psyche, point. dude. It's bad. That's a good point. It's really bad, I think. It's definitely not like natural to our yeah. biology. Yeah, when you you're know. seeing all these people like die from like buses, you, you feel that, that <laughs> yeah. sadness that you would feel like if your family member had died by bus. Yeah. You and hear, But it's constantly, you know? Yeah, it's constant. And you hear like these... You know, mass shootings every day. Yeah. Everybody hates each other because of the different colors in our skin. Yeah. And like our sexual preferences. Right, it's right. just like nonstop, dude. It's like, fuck. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> it's like, when do we get a break, dude? When do we get to like just chill and like, you know. That's true. Not yeah. To so think about this. That's the challenge that you were, you were mentioning earlier is like, how do we do our jobs? Yeah. And like, because, you know, people are going to watch this and be like, well, just go outside. Yeah, yeah, that's I, I've heard yeah, that. Go, go, th go throw the football <laughs> go once touch in some a while, grass, yeah. dude. <laughs> it's like just rub, rub your hands through that shit. Yeah, so, stay off the internet for a day. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like the solution is probably more simple than we think, but it I, is. I, I don't know. It's just we, it we've reprogrammed our brains to like not desire those things anymore, or something. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't fulfill us. It's not us. as interesting to touch the grass. <laughs> <laughs> just go out there and lay in it, dude. Yeah. Remember as kids, we used to do shit like that. We yeah, we like did. We did. Actually, just lay in the grass and look at the clouds. Like that was actually pretty cool, pretty chill. Yeah, the internet was very limited in those days, though. Well, there was no internet. Now in you just days. do it in VR. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, I want to be in my Fortnite grass. It's like a virtual world. Yeah, looking at fucking galaxies that don't even exist. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well. Yeah. Anyways, well, yeah, <laughs> time to rebalance this conversation. Um, yeah. So that's what's happening. I, I guess we had to get that out of our system, dude. Yeah. We've, been, we've been locked in on a lot of this crypto stuff last yeah. few months. So all that is to say is like, you know, SEC is attacking crypto. <laughs> that's right. That's the grand uh, message here. Yeah. SEC is on its way. Yeah. So, all right. So Warren Davidson, he's a congressman. He says, today I filed the SEC Stabilization Act to restructure the SEC government and hashtag fire Gary Gensler. Yeah. U.S. capital markets must be protected from a tyrannical chairman, including the current one. It's time for a real reform and to fire Gary as chair of the SEC. And there's a statement. Mm -hmm. It says U.S. capital markets must be protected, blah, blah, blah. That's why I'm introducing the legislation to fix an ongoing abuse of power and ensure protection that it that 
is in the best interest of the market for years to come. It's time for rule reform and fire Gary. Okay, so there's no real like jabs at Gary's like you know handlings of you know crypto in this messaging. But, no, there isn't, but but it's pretty obvious. Yeah, like that that seems to be Gary's main. Gary's like focus the, the biggest days? bad guy of crypto right now. It oh, used absolutely. to be it used to be Sam Bankman Freed. Right. Well, they were like partnered up. Yeah, they're Batman yeah. and Robin on this thing. Yeah, I guess now that Sam's down, he probably feels like some. They might have had like some sort of lover situation going or something. I don't know. <laughs> he, he feels like now he's like he's got like this duty. Yeah. To take down the industry that took down Sam or something like that. You know, he's going after Binance. Dude, CZ he really is the he was the whistleblower behind SBF. Remember? Yeah, he called it right in a tweet. It's like I'm yeah. selling everything. He straight up catalyzed Sam's demise. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Gary Ginsler doesn't appreciate that all too much, <laughs> especially considering uh, apparently he applied to be an advisor to Binance in like 2019 or That's something right. like that. That's right, yeah. So there's some weird, dude, there's definitely a movie script here somewhere. 100%. This is too, there's too many ins and outs and tangles and like everything is connected in one way or another. Yeah. To paint like the most juiciest of narratives like that we're living through right now. Yeah. Like, You're going to get another big short? Ooh. Something like big that. Big short yeah. movie? Yeah. Yeah, dude. That would be interesting. Yeah. Let's get Brad Pitt. Yeah, Let's I've get seen. Mel Gibson out of retirement. Yeah. <laughs> Just because. Mel Gibson. <laughs> this would be a great movie, dude. Yeah. But but unfortunately, we're not at, like, we can't just sit back and, like, popcorn this narrative yet. Because this is actually happening in real time, and this has real impact. Yeah, and it's impacted the market significantly. Yeah. Right? Mana, Especially all coins. Yeah. Mana's down big time. Oh, my uh, God. Matic yeah. is down big time. That's right. 21%. But you got to remember and keep Cardano. in mind. Like these things, these these to me are like actually ginormous opportunities. Remember, United States can do whatever they want as far as like you know eliminating United States participation yeah. in these markets. But these yeah. things don't go away. Yeah, these projects don't die. You know, they they are going to continue to develop and and grow and expand. So this is just a fud yeah. of the now. Yeah. yeah, when there's blood in the streets, mm -hmm. that's when you take advantage. Correct. Um. But yeah, this is not just having effects on the market. It's having effects on like the industry as a whole. A lot yeah. of the innovations of Web3 came from the United States and the West, you know, like, and a lot of these companies, they've already made plans like A16Z just announced they're, they're opening a whole, they're relocating to the UK, basically. It's probably like the biggest VC like organization in Web3. Yeah. Literally all the major like killer projects in Web3, they're backed by Andreessen Horowitz, yep, yep. you know. So the fact that he's relocating to the UK, his crypto chapter makes a lot of sense. Gemini, uh, Kraken, Coinbase, all of them are already like in the procedures of yeah, they are. creating some sort of non-US entities and like, you know, it's all, it's gone. Yeah. It's, it's over. The United States has already fucked themselves. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. There's I no agree. recovering from this already, you know? Yeah, I, yeah. It's once they move, like they're gonna just come back, you know. No, once dude, the regulatory, all, <laughs> yeah. You can't trust anymore. Like they, the United States, uh, you know, government has has diminished its its trust from the business community, the innovation of of uh, technology, right? Like, it's interesting how they would just shoot themselves in the foot like this because mm -hmm. companies and businesses, like you're saying, they're the reason why the United States became a superpower. Uh, totally, hundred percent. This what used this used to, the world used to interpret the United States as like. If you're an entrepreneur, you have like that mindset. Yeah. You want to like do something. You want to change reality through the you know the endeavors of business and technology and whatever the fuck. Yeah. You come to this country because yeah. like that was the the spirit and the ethos. And we'll support you. 
Yeah, and like the 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 government, you know, understood during those times. Like, yeah, we need to support this ethos because this is what's going to grow our economy. Yeah, and it did. But now it's like, no, nah, fuck that. We don't want that no more. Yeah, and China's slurping, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's all China's now. Yeah, and the UK. Well, that and- sucks. <laughs> well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one way to. Wrap yeah, but it up. but ultimately, like what you're saying is. You know, the United States can um, make this the, the ugly stepchild of all technologies, crypto, mm-hmm. but it's still going to persist. Mm-hmm. It'll still be happening outside of the United States. Yeah. And eventually, the United States will realize that they messed up. Yeah. And they're going to be playing from behind. I totally agree. Um, <clears throat> all right. Well, of course, there was another tweet. Coinbase, uh, obviously, in the, in the sights of the SEC, uh, their lawyers chiming in, basically saying that the securities laws are incomplete and especially when it comes to digital assets. So it's just um, the Coinbase and Binance are going to be fighting back to the SEC. As a matter of fact, Coinbase is not delisting anything from mm. their platform because yeah. they deem it not a security. Mm. And so they're interpreting the laws differently than the SEC. There you go, dude. <laughs> um, so, and then just a real quick here, I, th- I found this to be interesting. There's a tweet here that says, how to become a digital resident of Palau and get your own blockchain-based Web3 ID. Hmm. That's and, a beautiful little island right there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anybody could live in there, though. So yeah. clearly, this is just some sort of, like, vehicle, right? Yeah, but it has a president. Apology <laughs> okay. is interviewing them. Yeah. 20,000 citizens Mm. and uh, I found it pretty interesting, but it goes back to like the web three ID stuff that we were talking about in the past Mm -hmm. and seems to be getting traction with at least some of these companies and projects. So what, what, what do you get like for being a part of this island state? It looks like you get access to uh, open up accounts at exchanges. Yeah. So you're going to pass all these KYC. So you think there's a lot of Americans like, Potentially, I don't know if you becoming a citizen of this island all of a sudden you have to you you sidestep the the rules of the SEC for example you know right 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 but they figured out something where these projects are accepting this uh, this ID. Well, yeah, I mean it's basically just like a, a I guess just like another citizen. Yeah, it's another country, state, whatever that some human on earth can, you know, associate, yeah, their identity with. And it's not on that, that list of like, you know, I'm not from one of these countries where my government is, you know, yeah. totally banning me from participation. Right. AKA United States. So yeah. <laughs> clearly a market is going to build for this type of uh transition. Right. Yeah. I, I, I'm not, I'm certain of it. This is going to become like a, yeah. I remember back in the uh, IDO oh, yeah. days yeah. in the last round, mm-hmm. it's like if you wanted to, participating in the IDO, it was like, here are the countries that are banned. It's like Iran, Iraq, North Korea, Saudi Arabia, like all these like countries that are generally like do bad stuff. Right. And (laughs) then, and then there's like United States. Yes. It's so crazy. United States definitely doesn't do any bad stuff. (laughs) So there's no reason why we should be on that list. Right. But apparently we are. And it makes sense. You know, well, it doesn't make sense, but now it does. Yeah. Considering, well, yeah, considering what's going on. Yeah, with the SEC. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, I just found that to be very interesting. Um okay, so now let's talk about this. Finally, right. some interesting developments in yeah. in crypto. So we released a video 
I guess this is going to be posted on Saturday, so we released a video like on Tuesday, a few days ago. Tuesday, yeah. You can find it. It's called um, the "Is Bitmap Going to Be the New Standard of the Metaverse?" Right. So that's me. I mean, we've been toying with this because we've been introduced to this project, yeah, like a week ago, roughly. Yeah. And ever since then, we've at first at face value, we, you know, it was like it just seemed as if you know they just developed like the clever little like naming tag like a yeah. name tag for this stuff but then yeah. when you really got into the meat and the weeds of what what's actually being i guess associated to that yeah then you got to, you kind of understand like the elegance and the uh, masterful idea creation here and like damn there, some, something powerful could emerge from this right yeah yeah so let's explain what it is. So we have Bitoshi Blakamoto. He's the one who came up with the standard. And let me see if I can bring him up on Twitter. And so he came up with the standard that basically says this. Bitcoin generates blocks every 10 minutes. And of those blocks, what if you could make that block into a district in, in a metaverse? Yeah. And... Um, and then in that metaverse, in that district, you could generate parcels mm -hmm. based on how many transactions that are in that block. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden you come up with a standard called bitmap and you have the ability to inscribe a district as an ordinal. Mm -hmm. And then if you own that district, you can inscribe all these little parcels and distribute it to your community any way you, you <coughs> see fit. Yeah. And you kind of... You have to be like a, a metaverse native to really understand why that's so valuable because up until now, any kind of like attempt at creating some sort of virtual environment where you assign ownership within it is completely arbitrary and it's based on literally nothing. It's yes. just whatever centralized foundational organization that like concocts this idea for yeah. a virtual experience. They just like, you know, literally write it. It's like... 10,000. That's it. Yeah, 100,000. Yeah. That's it. It's yeah. like, why? It doesn't matter. That's, that's it. Like, yeah. That's the limitations of this world. Uh, and then like the, the, the formation, the, the actual terraformation process, it's like, you know, you can combine lands, whatever, form states. That's cool. Yeah. All this is invented by just some random person. Yeah. It's somewhere. just with no rhyme or reason. Right. It's just, uh, invented out of thin air and it, that's, it is what it is. That's, those are the yeah. rules that I set. Correct. And then these, then these, this has all happened or emerged on Ethereum, right? So all this was facilitated through smart contract of some mm -hmm. kind. So it's like, listen, okay, we came up with how what this virtual environment is going to be. Now we need to mint the actual ownership devices, which are the NFTs itself. Mm -hmm. And that itself has its own like vulnerabilities. Like smart contracts are always have the risk of potentially being, you know, exploited one way or another, whether it's internally through some sort of backend yeah. loophole that was programmed in the smart contract or just some hacker who figures out a way how to, to exploit it, right? So right, right. there's no guarantee like this virtual environment is going to tomorrow be the same, have the same, like, I don't know, what, what's the word? Like parameters, I guess? Yeah. Of, of, of today, right? So, but of course you could always respond and like, you know, burn the old ones, reissue some new ones. And mm -hmm. just, you could respond to these type of attacks. But the point is here, this is truly like, Tamper proof, right? Yeah. And and Bitcoin has been mining these quote unquote districts since 2009. Yeah. It's just as of recently with this uh, ordinals theory from Casey Rodimer, mm -hmm. you're able to inscribe these districts and then, you know, think of a, a, a virtual world existing as, as each block. Yeah. 
And so what's cool about this is that every 10 minutes, a new block is formed. That mm-hmm. means a new district emerges. A new world. Potential world. Yeah. Right? And each one is unique, which is, we know like the NFT slash digital collector market loves yeah. unique things, right? Yeah. So when you're talking about distributing like, you know, ownership of an entire metaverse standard ecosystem, like the fact that each one is going to have its own unique properties, its unique landscape, and then you get to take ownership of that and you get the full authority and the creative like potential of like, I get to decide what this is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I get to attract a community to, you know, contribute with me to make this vision into reality. That's what's the most exciting about this, right? Yeah, I totally agree. And and like like I was saying, it's like every 10 minutes you have a new district yeah. and the number of parcels is not decided by anybody. It is decided yeah. by reality, like yeah. organically. It's, it's like just activity. Just yeah. activity. Yeah. For example, this block here, it, it moved $4.23 million, 163 Bitcoin. So right? that's one of the larger, the largest squares, right? Yeah. And so it's, so this, uh, this application just said, Anything bigger than 100 Bitcoin is going to be this square. Okay, this is so 10 Bitcoin, 1 Bitcoin, 0.1, and then 0.01 Bitcoin. Okay, so I don't, I don't see any big squares on this particular block on S. So there wasn't a transaction within this 10 minute period greater than 100 Bitcoin, I think. Well, this one, this is a big square. Oh, okay. So it's 163 Bitcoin. So this is considered a big square. Okay, yeah. This is five Bitcoin. So five Bitcoin is under 10. So gotcha. here we go. Okay. So it's not, so obviously it's not to scale, yeah, yeah, mean, yeah. but, but relatively it's accurate. Okay. But uh, the point is, is that the number of transactions gives you the number of parcels in this district. Yeah. And the number of transactions is governed by the mempool and like the, the transactions of Bitcoin in just general. Right. Right. So, so, so why is this so important? I guess like, cause we're talking about standards here now, right? Yeah. For one, there's never been a metaverse standard. Correct. Ever. Like, like I said, the way the metaverse has come to fruition, and that's largely like a large reason why the metaverse is so like problematic, especially for us. We've been trying to build what we already have built, like uh, content, things called metas, which stands for metaverse-enabled tokenized applications, right? We have a whole marketplace for this called MetaZone. Mm-hmm. But we've always tried to contribute to what what we think is the ultimate vision for like, what is a true metaverse, at least one of the core uh, pillars of, of a true metaverse layer existence, um, it's interoperability, mm-hmm. right? Right. Unachievable at the moment because yeah. of the fact there is a lack of standards. Right. Right. <laughs> Everybody who tried to concoct a virtual environment on Ethereum, they're built with their own individual stacks. Like they don't communicate with one yeah, another. Correct. They don't share anything in common. Yep. The only thing they might potentially share is like they have NFTs at the root. And and potentially a game engine. But even then that disrupts yeah. the standards that could have been implemented. Right. Right. For the different worlds. Correct. So standards obviously are inc- crucial, right? That's what, that's how NFT market came to be. Mm-hmm. Everybody who was minting digital collectibles on Ethereum before the standard of ERC-721, they were just fragments of, of, of value and data out yeah. there on yeah. the block space, right? And it wasn't until everybody just collectively decided, if we want to invent new digital collectibles, we need to all do it the same way. Yes, yes, 100%. Right. And if you invented a different way, let's say ERC 721 and a half. Yeah. Right. Because it was way better. You could do way more cooler things. Yeah. If it never got adopted, nobody cares. It doesn't matter how useful, how cool it is. Yeah. If there's no adoption, there's no, nobody adopts that standard. It doesn't matter. 
Yeah, that's 100% true. So we're, we're seeing that now in the ordinal space with like BRC20s. There's like so many different, and ERC, BRC721s, there's so that's many right. different like renditions and attempts at people trying to establish like, no, this this standard is superior to the others. So yeah, yeah. everybody needs to be, you know, leveraging this. But the space, the market, developers, whatever, they haven't decided yet which one is. Correct. But I'm, I'm, my suspicion is first movers, typically dominate yeah so however however lacking like technically we all interpret brc20s to be doesn't matter dude yeah (laughs) i think they end up being the standard anyways yeah and and as we just saw with the recursive update there's still ways to you know optimize and you know improve them down the line so yeah so so here we are we're looking at a new standard right yeah metaverse standard yeah new metaverse standard um I, i like this a lot because there's there's a lot less decisions to be made. Yeah. Right. It's not like how many parcels are we going to do for our world? It's like, it could yeah. be hundred thousand, could be 10,000, but now it's set. Like Correct. here's your world. You yeah. want this world block seven ninety four two twenty six. Yeah. You're going to get this world with 2,354 parcels. Which means like you as a district owner, you know, well, the, the actual infrastructure hasn't been, I guess, just dis- like, yeah, the, the, the standards are still being developed. Yeah, that's something to keep in mind because we're keeping a close eye and we're communicating with uh, Bitoshi and his team and stuff. We're trying to figure out, like, you know, we're contributing. We're proposing yeah. how we think this, especially like the district, the, the the mechanisms within a district, how to actually, you know, who gets the authority, what are the actual parameters that need to be set in order to yeah. establish who gets the authority to to actually inscribe and, and allocate all the value that's contained within an individual block district, right? So. Yeah. That is still like up in the air. Mm-hmm. We have strong ideas of how exactly that should be facilitated. Yeah, and there's going to be different approaches. We have our own. We have four years of experience building in the metaverse. We have yeah. our own interpretation of how this should be rolled out, and we're going to build it in that interpretation. But somebody else could take the standard and build it however in, they want. Yeah. However they want. Yeah, I think this this little sector that we're it hasn't even like spawned yet, but we're we're very interested in in contributing to this for the long term. And like you said, we have a whole platform that could do a lot to like service and bring a lot of these functionalities to like the mass market, right? Yeah. But that's to say, like just like VRC twenties, you know, markets like that or platforms like Unisat did the exact same thing. Yeah. And uh, but still, like even though all this like value has been created in those markets, there's still interpretations left open for others to come in and you know say no, it should be done this way, it should be yeah. done that way. Like there's gonna be a whole process to this, right? Uh, yeah. Standards don't happen overnight. No, they don't. It, it's like a brutal battle. It's like yeah. somebody, some dev has to create like some killer value leveraging some standard. Yeah. Right. And then the consensus can be achieved, I think. Yeah. So let's go through our own kind of like what the future is going to be like the metaverse on, on Bitcoin. So let's kind of like, let's put out there exactly what we have in our mind, like what this could actually turn into. And so I think, say, for example, you know, we're going to have people minting a bunch of blocks, right? Blocks that exist today, blocks that will exist in the future. Mm-hmm. And um, and then we have notable people, let's say BitGod, uh, Leonidas, big names in the community. They don't even have to be in the Bitcoin community, but they could yeah. decide to own um, a district and do like a land sale or a free mint for their community. Right. And just like we see with BRC20s, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly the same thing. exact same thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, 
Big God actually did do that with he launches zero X or OXBT token. Mm -hmm. It's like the second largest token on the market because of his influence in his community. They they believe in his vision, right? Yeah. And uh, he he enabled like the community to come in and yeah mint these basically the the fragments of ownership of that community and the value yeah. within it. So sure. Metaverse is basically the same thing, not the same thing. Like the utility of of uh, land distribution is obviously very different than yeah. token distribution. Yeah. But at the end of the day, all these are tools to build communities and to strengthen your community and to strengthen the value that your brand and like your presence in Web three represents. Right. You know? Right. That's 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 the coolness of this all. It's like this is a whole new tool for for people like a Bit God to to leverage. Right. Right. Not just BRC twenties and inscriptions anymore. The metaverse, a whole yeah. new layer that can be tapped into. Yeah. Right. It's like a multiplayer real time, you know, game or existence where you can interact with your community. A thousand percent. And and we're just talking about step one, right? True. Step two is like once you inscribe your district and you do your land sale, now it's like up to potentially the district owner to decide what kind of world is going is going to be running on my district. Yeah. Is it gonna be kind of like Decentraland, or is it going to be like Hyperfy, or is it going to be more like uh, a newly developed, you know, yeah. technology with uh, Unity or Unreal? Like, yeah, what so is it going to be? So it's like selecting the metaverse stack is going to be the next challenge. Yeah, so this is where we have a lot of experience, yeah. because we've been we've been deep into this, this uh, layer of the metaverse for about four years. Yes. Trying to figure out exactly that, because our our main thesis as metaverse developers is like the thing that's going to make the metaverse truly valuable is, is functionality. Yes. You know, things that are useful to the end users of the metaverse, not, I mean, there's going to be, there's value in like just going into these virtual environments to observe, you know, observe whether it's like people's collections, art, 3d art, stuff like that. Things that are mostly labeled as not like static. Yeah. Non-programmable content. It's good to look at, mm -hmm. but the thing that's going to keep you engaged and keep you wanting to come back, is functional content, right? yes. things you can interact with, things that do things for you and improve your life. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, the functional content. That's why the internet is so big. Because exactly. Of functional content. Go to any of your favorite websites. You don't just go and look at them. Yeah. You're doing things. You're pushing buttons. Yeah. You're inputting stuff, and then it's sending you value in return. Yes. Like that's exactly how we interpret the metaverse is going to need to be. Yep. But it's a lot more difficult to get there than yeah. we expected. <laughs> yeah. And, and so when it comes to select the metaverse stack that a district owner is going to want to deploy for their world, mm -hmm. the way that we interpret it is the stack that you select, at least, you know, theoretically from our platform is the stack that supports applications yeah. running on that stack. Correct. And so metas essentially. And so yeah. that's step number three. It's like, once mm -hmm. you are running that world, it's like, well, what is everybody going to do? They're just going to look at each other, like chat. And that'll be that cool it? for a minute. Yeah, uh, it will. It, it would be cool. Yeah. It's been, yeah. Like, yeah, we were lucky enough to get our own parcels here. Let's, let's build our fucking whatever the fucks. Yeah. <laughs> and we're all just chilling in our, in our district. Yeah. You know, that's going to be cool for a while. Yeah. It will. But at some point that's going to get dry and then there's going to be a, a bust. Yeah. In that whole experience and people are going to want more it's kind of like we we witnessed that with nfts right yeah it's like it was really cool to build communities all of us we own the same collections you know right, right. that was badass we got to go on twitter and flex how cool yeah. we were but then eventually it's like that lost all of its steam yeah the bear market <laughs> hit and everybody's like dude what the hell yeah like we're fucking idiots aren't we <laughs> <laughs> i'm seeing all these posts on twitter about like dudes that could have sold their 
PFPs for like two million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they chose not to. It's like no. It's like it's like I'm part of the community. Like so, and then like now they're worth like sixty bucks or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Like fuck. Yeah. You know, you know stuff like that. It's because the things that are going to make these things truly valuable again is functionality, utility, and service to humanity. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how else to like really boil it down. Yeah. You know what I mean, I mean, we've been tooting this horn for four years now, but right. But well, it's on becoming, Ethereum. Yeah, on Ethereum, correct. Right. On arbitrary land. Right. Right. And so. I feel like with the standard, it's not arbitrary now. It's like, yeah, it's it's Bitcoin. Well, now there's a but not yeah exactly with the standard now. Now there's a potential for like a real movement for the metaverse, yeah. Web three metaverse, and the fact that it's on Bitcoin is even like juicier. Yeah, it's delicious, dude. <laughs> it's fucking great. <laughs> like you couldn't ask for a better like uh, scenario if if you have any interest to contribute towards the construction of the metaverse, right? Yeah. 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 So ultimately, step three is just getting those apps running in these virtual worlds. And now we have an ecosystem of creators and developers making the the content, the functional content that we've come to experience on the internet for the last 30 years. Yeah. Now it's coming in 3D. Yeah. With Vision Pro, you know, that's going to be part of all this. Apple. App. Yeah. Apple. Like yeah. all this like functionality now happening in 3D and it's going to be hosted and run by communities running on top of Bitcoin. Yeah, the most secure chain on earth. The I most mean, secure chain that will ever exist. Yeah. I, I don't think I could come up with a sexier narrative than what I just outlined here, dude. Well, we need more confirmation because we were just two lads yeah. <laughs> swimming around in the universe. Like we <laughs> we could be completely wrong about this. Uh yeah. so we need we need confirmation or to, that we're not biased, right? We need That's we need true. we need more developers to understand and people to start minting and scribing their own bitmaps and um, coming up with their own visions of like how, you know, what, what can I build on top of this? Yeah. 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 Like this, this standard does all the, I guess like the hard work for me. Now all I have to do is simply inscribe my, my, my block, whichever one I want to, you know, construct on top of mm -hmm. that's step one. And then I can, you know, uh, uh, recruit a community to back me to build this vision. And then of course there's going to be lots of other infrastructure components that have not been built. Yeah to really make this thing fly, like to have like a solidified ecosystem. Same thing that like BRC 20 market is kind of like in that, in that stage at, at the moment. Right. Yeah. The BRC 20 thing, it's realized it's real. It's not going anywhere, but now it's like in an infrastructure construction phase, like in order for it to be like really impactful. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we're predicting this, this can happen here too. Right. So yeah, and so we're inviting you guys to join our Discord. Join the Discord for Bitmap, their yeah. Telegram. All the links will be in the description. Um, I think we've said everything we wanted to say about this. Uh, this is probably one of the more interesting things developing on Bitcoin, uh, on top of ordinals, BRC20s, yeah. and then now the Metaverse standard on Bitcoin. Bitcoin's cool again, dude. Actually, Bitcoin's finally cool. It never was cool. Bitcoin has <laughs> always been cool. It's I mean, cool I now, told dude. You, dude. I told you. No, man. I told you. <laughs> what? You told me. I told you, like, in order for Bitcoin to be cool, it can't just be, like, some fucking boomer buck. <laughs> like, fucking <this laughs> gold competitor. That's so lame, dude. Uh, this I thought, is way more cool. Well, yeah, it's way... Yes, it's yeah. cooler. But it was always cool. That's to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's it for us. That's been uh, episode 160. Make sure, uh, I, I guess if you have any questions, definitely leave the comments down below. And then make sure you follow us on Twitter at the block runner at Metazone.io and at Roby AI. And we'll catch you in the next podcast. Peace.